for Seth Jones, love the guy, and I'm willing to say right here, I'm going to guarantee that Seth Jones wins a Norris Trophy in Chicago one year. I don't know what year it'll be, but I think he's that good. Shot it from the mountain top, shot it from the sky, shot it on the mountain top, yeah. But all I wanna know is if the door is open now, all I wanna do is go somewhere with you, yeah. I don't even know where, but if you wanna go all right, welcome back to the 23rd installment of Clubhouse Convos. I'm joined by Newman and Evan as usual. Evan uh, is on vacation. He's got some pretty shitty Wi-Fi right now. But we have another guest that is going to be a mainstay in Clubhouse Convos. Welcome, Dan Hayes. How are we doing, boys? Uh, along with the announcement of Dan joining Clubhouse Convos, we've been uh, teasing some big news on the Instagram. And our big news is a second podcast coming out, Clubhouse Convos, The Gridiron. Um, Dan is going to always be on The Gridiron. He'll kind of pop in and out on the typical podcast. Um, but for the off NFL offseason, we're going to do an episode every two weeks leading up to week one. And then we'll hammer out an episode every single week talking just football. Um, Dan knows probably way more about football than Evan Connor and I. So he'll kind of be taking charge of that. And we're super excited for that. So stuff to look forward to. Boys, how are we? Good. Excited. Yep. On vacation, shitty Wi-Fi. I mean, I guess that's expected. Better than uh, having no Wi-Fi. Me last week, the reason for no pod last week is yeah. I had no fucking Wi-Fi. Yeah, and no even internet. Even if you had what you have unlimited data, you just can't do anything about it. Yep, uh, absolute disaster. Oh. Um, but anyways, we got a ton yeah. to talk about, so let's jump right in. We'll start with the NBA. Um, it's been two weeks since we last talked. The finals have finished. The Bucks won in six. Uh, is there anything we want to talk about? I know it's kind of outdated, so we can kind of just fly through that. Fuck Nobody's basketball. got anything. <laughs> we All should right. probably establish an order. We should probably establish an order so we can go Newman. Newman, Evan, me, Dan, me. Dan. Same order. Do you want to do that one? All right. I, mean, so, I don't think much, anybody's got anything to say. Yeah, not much to say. Giannis is a stud. That's all I got Fuck to the say. finals. Um, moving on. USA basketball, yeah. one in three in Olympic exhibition and um, – What's that called? Group games. Uh, they lost their first group game to France, 83-78. Uh, is there any any concern here for USA basketball? It's been pretty ugly. Plenty of concern. But Fournier put up like 28 points, so Celtics fans looking good. Um, but the rest If we of bring them back. If we bring them back, which we should after that performance. Looked pretty good. Um, Tatum looked like shit. Durant was shit. I don't know. They they just can't handle not getting the foul calls at this point. It's so fucking gay. That's exactly what it is. God, now Connor, it. now Connor, are you watching? Are you watching some of these games? Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't put, watched any of it. They've put together clips of like, like whoever the point guard, like Lillard, going up for like getting a guy in the air and then trying to like smash into him for a three point play, and they're just not calling it as it should be. But they're they're just not having it. Mm. Yeah, um, 
my reaction to that is I'm kind of surprised uh, to be one and three with that roster. There's something up. Who's the coach of that team? I think it's Popovich. Popovich. And, and I got to wonder Popovich. if he was probably not the right choice for that job. Uh, I would have maybe gone younger, maybe gone elsewhere. A guy who's kind of more into the game right now. I feel like he's on his way out. Just a ton of young guys. So would have liked to see a different coach for USA basketball, but I, I, you got to think they'll turn it around. I don't really know how the Olympics work at all. So I, I don't know how many games they have. I don't even know if they'll get a medal, but uh, they got to turn it around. And, and I think that they will. Yeah. I was going to say that about Popovich. Um, sorry to cut you off, Dan, that it feels like he's just, uh, he's out of touch with these guys, maybe not off the court, but on the court, it seems like the basketball is just not, the players want to play something different than Popovich wants to run. I feel like Monty Williams would have been a great selection. Yeah, I mean, I don't really watch a lot of the Olympic stuff because I know, like, the top players just don't want to play in the Olympics. It's just kind of becoming, like, we're accustomed to it. And I don't feel like the players that are in there, their heart's in it. And so I guess for a casual fan like me watching it, it it's not really that surprising. Um, it's unfortunate. You want to see us get the gold, but I think it's just kind of the new norm. I would agree with that. And re real quick, Colin, um, one thing that we've seen is just a lot of superstars collaborating. Who's going to maybe team up with who? I think that's what it's more about for these guys rather than the actual games. Let's talk to these guys. Like, let's hang out. I don't think it's really about the basketball. Absolutely. Um, we'll kind of jump into some rumors there about big names moving. One big name on the USA roster, Bradley Beal. Um, has been rumored to now want a trade out of Washington, was unhappy that his choice, Sam Cassell, didn't, for head coach, didn't even get a second interview. Um, and, and there's a lot of rumors flying around the Celtics. Beal, Tatum, and Brown are good friends. Obviously, Tatum and Beal are playing on USA Together right now. Uh, is there any likelihood that Bradley Beal's a Celtic? I mean, I would certainly love it. It sucks that we don't get to see him play right now because he got that, that COVID issue like last two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, all I've seen right now is Boston's in on him. I know he said he'd be happy with Boston, Golden State, Miami, or Philly, all really good teams. So, I mean, I, I but I assume it's going to be a, a bidding war for this guy. I mean, he's probably the, the star of the offseason. Evan, anything to add? Yeah, so for me, I think Bradley – yeah, so I think Bradley Beal will probably go to Golden State if I had to guess. Uh, that's just what I think. But Boston's obviously going to be in there. Is my is my connection bad? Like, can you not even hear me? Well, the problem is we can't see you, so it doesn't. I have no idea if you actually want to talk because you're frozen. <laughs> okay, but can you hear my audio at least? Yeah, we can hear it. It just repeated, which was really funny. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. And I have unlimited, so I can even try doing this without. Um, Wi-Fi. I don't I mean, know. You can go it might be worth a shot. This is pretty bad. Let's throw it over to Dan. All right. Um, I mean, I haven't really paid attention a lot to the NBA lately uh, because at college at Western, I just had no means to watch the games. So I didn't follow a lot um, on social media, but just knowing the Celtics and the Beal, <clears throat> I'll give my take on that. I don't think it's a good trade for the Celtics to make. Um, I just, or just acquiring Bradley Beal. I don't like it. I think they need a center first. I think that's where they should put their assets. 
So I, I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of my take on the, the whole Bradley Beal thing. I agree with you, Dan. We already have two scorers in Tatum and Brown who are score first <laughs> players. Adding Beal, a pure scorer, just doesn't make any sense. Uh, we already saw the, the issues with sharing the ball when Kyrie was here. Um, it just doesn't really work out when you have another third ball dominant player on the court with those two. I agree. I think big man is the move. You need someone down low to spread the floor for him. I'd love to see him get Miles Turner. Me too. Absolutely. They done it last off season. They didn't. They need to do it this year. Couple of big men swap uh, in Memphis and New Orleans. Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, the tenth and twentieth picks, or sorry, tenth and fortieth picks, go to the Grizzlies. While Jonas Valanciunas, the seventeenth and fifty-first pick, go to the Pelicans. Um, I'd say this is one is a little lopsided in the, the Grizzlies' favor, personally. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies get the better end of the deal, but at the same time. Um, from what I've seen, it, it frees up the Pelicans to match any offers for Lonzo Ball, which kind of sucks because I that was a guy, a pass-first guard that I really wanted the Celtics to make a run at. So it frees up money for him and Josh Hart. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they get they free up that cap room, but obviously they lose on the 10th pick and Bledsoe. And Adams. I think Adams. And Adams. But Valanciunas is a solid player too. Yeah, I do, I do like his game, but he's very old school. Yeah. Am I am I visible now? Can you so guys much me? better, dude? Oh, well dude. done. Okay, perfect. This Wi-Fi is awful. Sorry about that. Um, so I actually like this trade for New Orleans. I kind of disagree with you. I think this frees up money. A for them, they want to get Kyle Lowry. I think they're gonna let Lonzo Ball go. So you have Jonas Valanciunas, who is a guy who can do 2020. I uh, did that a lot for Memphis down the stretch. You plug him in at the five. Zion's at the four. And then you, if you can get Kyle Lowry running the point guard, I still think it's a young team. They got a new coach, Willie Green, uh, just went to the finals with the Suns. So I like kind of what they're doing. They had to make some sort of move to get some sort of different player. It's been a lot of like these average weird guys like Bledsoe. Like it's just been a weird recipe for them. Sam Van Gundy wasn't the guy. So now they go with this sort of new, new identity. And I think it'll benefit them a lot. I, if I were Memphis, I would have kept Jonas just because him and Jock clicked a lot. Um, but that's just my take. We'll see what they do with the 10th pick. And that's the thing. Picks don't, really aren't always there to work out. So we'll see what happens uh, with who, who they select. Dan, you have any thoughts? I really don't. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> I really – I don't have much to say either. It's – I think that the Grizzlies got the better side of it, but it's a wish-wash until you see how the picks turn out. Um so last NBA thing to glaze over real quick. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to butcher his name. So I'm just going to go SGA. Everyone knows who that is Oklahoma city guard. Uh, I saw today they had off. Well, I saw yesterday they had offered, I think him and the sixth for the first overall pick. Um, and then today I saw a report from a GM quoting um, he's available, but it's going to take a fucking boatload or something along those lines. And my question for you guys is why would the Thunder even consider trading this guy? I, I think most teams would see him as a franchise building block when Oklahoma City really has nothing but picks. Oh, I agree. I love Shy. Um, and I mean, you'd basically be trading him for Cade Cunningham, who I guess. Yeah, is... and it's like, wh why? He's already 
been in the NBA. He has experience. He knows how to play in the NBA. Yeah, and he's, and good. he's good. He's good, and he's young. I mean, I guess Cunningham's bigger and plays forward, so I guess he would offer that to you. But even then, you still have a boatload of picks down the lines. I mean, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. And you got to think, like, when are the Thunder actually going to start to put a roster together? I thought SGA was that guy, that building block. Sam Presti says, hell no. He's got some sort of thing with the picks. He just he, He's in love with picks. He'll just try to get as many as he can. Uh, I'd like to see them start to get actual players and keep them and develop them. Um, but we'll see what happens. OKC, they're just one of the worst teams in the league. I, I, I can't seem to understand what they're doing. Yeah, I kind of agree with what Evan's saying. Um, the Thunder have a ton of picks. They, they need to start making actual picks or at least trade them for players they think that um, can help them succeed. So I don't under really, I don't really understand why uh, they would make that trade. Yeah, I agree. I feel like at this point, it's kind of like Danny Ainge. Like he compiled all these picks and, and, and ended up just making picks with them, which is fine. But like when you have that treasure chest of assets, uh, crack it open spend half your fortune on on some good proven players and then take a chance with the rest like it doesn't make sense to me to just get 20 first round picks and pick 20 guys like you can't keep 20 guys so spend four first rounders on bradley beal Mm -hmm. and let's not forget when go ahead colin uh, i was just gonna say like the way contracts are in the nba stars pretty much pick where they go because they have all the no movement bullshit Mm -hmm. so it's hard to do that when you're a bad team and nobody really wants to go there. Um, but yeah, you got to use them on, on players. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, and like, remember when this team had Chris Paul and like they were in the playoffs, they really didn't have much outside of Chris Paul from what I can remember. So you're like one player away from a playoff spot in the Western conference. Like why not go out and try to get that sort of player? Like they let, they traded Chris Paul, whatever. So I just don't understand what they're doing. And the West is so bad. Like, the bottom, like, two, three seeds. And plus, the playing tournament, now you never know if you can get in. So, yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. All right, let's move away from the NBA. We still have a ton to get to. Uh, Excuse me. (laughs) I'm drinking a seltzer water. It's it's really pounding my throat right now. Um, So, let's go to the NHL. Uh, since we last talked, the expansion draft took place. The Seattle Kraken, um, I'm sure we would agree, made some good picks. Yanni Gord, Chris Drieger, uh, just throw any in you can think of because I'm blanking. Giordano. Giordano, Giordano good pick, yes. Um, I like the Law Zone pick. Alexiak. They took the Flurries. The Flurries. Yeah. Adam Larson. Adam Larson, yeah. So a lot of good picks. Also some questionable ones. Uh, I never heard of the guy they took from Philly. Um, yeah. Fucking what else? Who the Kings, dude. He's gone now, though. Curtis Who? McDermott. He got traded to uh, Curtis McDermott from the Kings. He, he yeah. got traded to the Avs today for yeah. fourth. It, some questionable ones, but hey, um, one guy they passed on that I didn't have on the agenda that I want to quickly touch on. Gabriel Landeskog was unprotected. Uh, a pending unrestricted free agent, former former Ca- uh, Colorado Avalanche captain. Um, I assume if he were to go back, he would keep the C. Um, but the rumor is he's got a seven-year, $7 million per year deal from Colorado on the table. 
uh, but he could get more on the open market. Uh, what do you guys think? I know, Dan, you're not a hockey guy, so don't feel feel like you have to say something. Um, but what do you guys think? Does Landeskog go back? Does he go for the money? Or does he try and get one with McKinnon and Rantanen? I hope he goes back. I mean, if he if he wants more money, that's understandable to reject the seven for seven. But, like, if you're if he's going to rejoin the Avs, he needs to take that deal because if he goes and gets like nine from the Avs when McKinnon's up for his deal in 2023, and they try to give McKinnon nine, he's gonna say, "Well, you fucking gave Landeskog nine, so I'm worth more than that," and you just fuck each other over. So I'm, I mean, I don't know where else he'd want to play. The Avs are such a good team. Like he should take the team friendly deal. Is my opinion. The Avs are the cup favorite. I think most of us would agree. I think they're right up there uh, with Vegas and, and even Boston, Tampa back. Bay for next year. Only, like, he 100% should come back. It's his best chance to win a cup. And this is really the ultimate test. It's like, I hope you can hear me. Newman's laughing. Uh, <laughs> it's the ultimate test, really. Will he go out and take the money, or will he stay – and try to win the cup. So I, I think that's something to keep an eye out for. I, I have a couple. I have a couple thoughts on Landeskog, a player that I really like. Um, my thought is Colorado. This core has been at it for a considerable amount of time now. Ranton and McKinnon, obviously top top tier players in the league, and Landeskog's not far behind. But on that team, like he's the third best option why not consider going to a team like the Islanders where the only other big names, Matt Barzal, um, they've been freeing cap up to make some sort of splash. I personally really like the fit. I think him and Barzal could be as good as McKinnon and Rantanen are together. Um, and I think the Islanders have a really, really good chance at the cup too. So to me, it's like, there are other places where you can find cup level success potentially, than Colorado and I don't know I, I if I were him I'd feel disrespected by him or by them uh, offering him five million to start then I saw today there was a three point three year 18.9 which is just over six million a year and now just seven like he's probably worth eight and a half to nine and a half on the open market it just feels like disrespect to a guy that's been there his whole career he's your captain yeah I agree but I mean it's his home team so I mean I guess you take the discount to play with them. Yeah, but you only take hometown discounts when you win. They haven't won shit. They should have won, though. I mean, they were the favorite this year. They lost. I know. Evan, any closing thoughts before we move on? Well, it's it's just that he was there for the dark days in Colorado – as their captain playing the, on those awful teams, like when they were worse in the league by far. I can't remember what year it was. Why not stay and finish what you started? Like, you, you came through all that. Why not stay? Now you have a legit chance for the cup. I assume they keep Grubauer, so I'd stay. Yeah, the opposite to me is like, oh, I was here for the dark days, and this is what you're going to give me for sticking through. Yeah. I mean, he, he's on a line with Randon and McKinnon. I mean, you I can't know, really but ask like, more. It, I don't know. I feel like a guy that's already put that in, you just give him what he wants. They'll, they could have made it work. I mean, they gave Makar nine. Mm. I don't know. Different point of view. It's Makar, though. Yeah, I get he's it. I get it. But I don't know. If I look at, if I'm Landis Gog and I look at that, it's like this kid just got here. And no matter how good he is, it's like, 
he didn't do, go through what I went through. He doesn't have the C on his jersey. Right. And he's uh, got to sign by tonight or tomorrow he's a free agent, right? I believe so. Yep. I mean, there's always a chance he goes out, sees what's there, and comes back. Right. All right, let's move on. Kind of rapid fire through a bunch of trades that took place either during the draft or after. Um, Pavel Buchnevich goes to the Blues where he signs a four-year deal. I believe it's uh, just like five and a half per. Yes, I believe so. 24, um, 26, I think. Yeah. And the return was Sam Blay and a second-round pick. Excuse me. Back to the Rangers. Uh, how do we feel about this deal? I like it for both sides. I think Blues fans, from what I saw, were pretty pleased, especially with the deal. Uh, he's a goal scorer. And back the other way, I think Sammy Blaze really physical. He had like 200 hits, something crazy like that. So I think that's something the Rangers need. <laughs> good, good for both sides. I like the deal for the Rangers. I think Pavel Buchnevich is a guy that, yeah, he can score, but he just – I would have rather spent money on a guy like – if I knew I could have made a trade for Sam Reinhart, even – I know Sam Bennett was kind of like in Florida's possession, but a guy like that I think I'd rather take than Pavel. Um, he got almost six. Like, I think it's a little bit of an overpay, and I really don't know what the Blues are trying to do. I think they're in that awkward phase in between their Stanley Cup victory and now there's I think a rebuild that should maybe happen but I think they're holding on a little bit I think Sammy Blay was a perfect guy to keep there he's young he can hit like Newman pointed out he can even score goals I thought the Kraken should have taken him I think he's a solid player he'll play well with the Rangers I don't think that's too much of a drop-off for for New York and I get maybe the goal scoring but they got some money now and I think that they should go and spend it I saw Gabe Landeskog's been in in the talks for the Rangers, maybe if he hits the open market. So you never know. I, I, I just think it's a little bit of an overpay and I don't know what the blues are trying to do here. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you, Ev. Um, to me, Buchnevich is very similar to like Jaden Schwartz in his prime, like smaller guy, kind of gritty scores goals, but like doesn't have that it factor to get you to 30, 40 goals a year. And that's fine if you're fine with him being a second-line winger and you're fine with paying a second-line winger, winger that much money. Uh, but I think Bla like Blay, Goudreau, and Colin Blackwell would make a sweet third line. Uh, kind of would remind me a bit of the Islanders' uh, fourth line, all those grinders, hitter types. That's super effective. I, I think New York has a good good little piece there in Blay. I'm not sure where Evan went. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm, um, <laughs> just don't bother don't bother I'm emailing <laughs> the starting card whatever it's called right. I don't know stop what <laughs> stop talking stop, stop, talking. stop playing right. behind Jesus Christ you sounded like a fucking robot oh <laughs> uh let's move on uh so we had a three-way deal i believe this was before the draft um i'm missing a couple pieces but the big movers ryan ellis goes to the flyers nolan is it nolan patrick yeah nolan patrick yeah. to vegas and what's his fucking name connor glass i think it's cody glass right is it Evan would know. cody cody glass cody glass goes to nashville cody. um so uh, Philly gets much needed defensive help. They traded Gosses Bear to 
Phoenix with uh, it was probably the most disrespectful trade of all time. I think it was two seconds and a third, and Gossis Bear to Phoenix. No, that was Lad. Gossis Bear in a second, I think, to Arizona, um, just to get rid of him. They bring in Ryan Ellis, um, really good defenseman. They brought in another defenseman too. Who was it? Ristolainen. Ristolainen, yes. Um, so Philly trying to bolster that back end. They kind of give up on Nolan Patrick, who goes to Vegas. I'm surprised they were willing to move Glass, who goes back to Nashville. I think Vegas yeah. is the loser. Yeah, I think Vegas is probably the loser. I kind of forgot about this trade. It happened so long ago. But, like, I, I think for Philly fans, this was a great deal for them. Like, the defense was the downfall of their team last year. Poor Carter Hart getting shelled every game. So, much-needed help for them. And I like Nolan Patrick, so I think he makes an impact um, for Vegas. Yeah, I agree. I think Ryan Ellis is a huge piece and Nashville's clearly selling. So I wonder what they do with at home, but Ellis offensive defenseman really can do it on both ends though. Uh, really talented, great skater. Uh, it really scores a lot. And I think that's what the Flyers need. They got that production from Gostas Bear a couple years ago, and then it kind of went away. So I think you bring in a guy like Ellis, I think he'll fill that role top two. And then Ristolainen goes in there. That's huge. I think they were done with Nolan Patrick. I think that's that was smart to get rid of him. Just a guy that could use a new spot. Uh, Cody Glass even, and same thing. A guy who gets a fresh start in Nashville, probably playing third line for them. I think the Flyers are the winners right now of the offseason. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I don't even think it's that close. They got Atkinson too for Voracek. I think that was a move that will free up some money. So I've, I've absolutely loved what the Flyers have done. They knew they were close last year, ran into a bit of a tough stretch uh, in the middle of the season, but they're close. And I think they're going to be a playoff team next year with the moves they've made. Yeah. That was the next trade I had on the list. Also Keith Yandel is rumored to be signing there when free agency begins tomorrow. So they had three, in my opinion, top four defensemen, um, Florida bought Yandel out. Obviously contract was tough, but I still think Keith Yandel's pretty good hockey player. Um, and, and can make a difference offensively for Philly on that power play. That would be huge. Uh, I like Cam Atkinson a lot, but yeah, Ellis is the gold star for me and, and everybody moving in those two trades. Uh, I, I think he's a top two defenseman. I'd consider Provorov and Ellis as one of the top pairs next year. That's going to be a really good duo. Um, any thoughts on the Atkinson Voracek deals? Kind of uh, two guys winding down, big salaries, kind of swapping them. Columbus takes a little more money for a few few less years. Yeah, I mean, you said it. Three mil, they shed, but they have Atkinson for an extra year. I don't know. Nothing notable, just a swap of players. Yeah. Should we move on to, in my opinion, the biggest name to change teams, Seth Jones going to the Chicago Blackhawks and then signing a eight-year, $9.5 million, not 9.5, 9.5 per year, 76.5, I believe, was the final number. Maybe it was seven years, not eight. Um, mm. But a huge ticket for Seth Jones in Chicago, teaming up with his brother. Uh, and going back was Boquist. Was it two firsts? Uh, no, first and a second. First and a second to the Blue Jackets, who are obviously selling. Uh, I think this is probably the best trade made through in the offseason, in my opinion, for Chicago. Yeah, 
I love Seth Jones. I mean, he was a, a warrior with the Blue Jackets playing like close to like 30 minutes a game. It was ridiculous how much he played. Um, makes sense for uh, not Chicago, Columbus if they're selling um, to get those picks. Boquist, a great prospect. They picked up Jake Bean too, so definitely getting younger. Um, but I mean, I, I, if Flurry does end up playing for Chicago, which I don't think he will, Chicago looking like quite the playoff contender all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I know my Wi-Fi is a little bit slow right now. Um, okay. So for Seth Jones, love the guy. And I'm willing to say right here, I'm going to guarantee that Seth Jones wins a Norris trophy in Chicago one year. I don't know what year it'll be, but I think he's that good. Uh, and you just look at the playmakers he's with. I mean, he, they got Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves comes back to bring it. Their offense is phenomenal. I think uh, it sucks losing Suter, but I think, you know, if you can bring in a guy like Seth Jones and we'll see about flurry, but I think that really won't matter too much. Jones will be quarterback in the power play. Their power play is going to be lethal. We, we know what Patty Kane can do with those one timers. So I love the guy. I think he will win a Norris there and, and Newman's right. Chicago could easily make a playoff run. Uh, I, the Central's weird. Minnesota, they gave up on two good veterans. Nashville seems to be selling. So there's kind of two openings right there. Blues seem to be on the way out. So just really Colorado and yeah, even Winnipeg's on the way out. So we'll see what Chicago can do. I think they got a chance. I think um, number one that – the fuck was I going to say? Fucking blanking. <laughs> you were just talking about the central oh i don't think minnesota's out of it at all i think they were just trying to free up a little room to make a, a little bit of an investment in the free agent market they're to me one or two pieces away if they can get that same goaltending next year i think they could make a really good run at it they hung in with colorado and vegas all year um but yeah i think chicago is a sneaky playoff team right now if flurry does play I don't think there's a high chance he does, but say he changes his mind, Taves and Kane talk him into it. Um, I think they could be really, really good. Obviously, you give up a good prospect in a first, but Seth Jones, Ev, I agree. I'd even say two fucking Norris. He's a beast. He's so, so good. And what an era shift, right? You dump Duncan Keith to Edmonton, and then like a week later, you go and get your next Duncan Keith um, Mm. in Seth Jones. So great deal for Chicago. Moving on quickly, uh, this one was pretty lopsided in my opinion. Um, Connor Garland, Oliver Ackman Larson go to Vancouver for basically money to Arizona. Well, Arizona takes on money in Erickson, Beagle, Roussel. I'm not sure how much that is. I guess probably 10 at least. I think it's, tw- I think it's 12. Yeah, and they got the ninth overall pick. Uh, I think this is a landslide in Vancouver's favor. Yeah, it's definitely in Vancouver's fit. It's just strange that they're they're clearly trying to dump money and then they take on Ekman Larson's like eight, eight and a half mil deal. It's just weird. Like obviously great player. And if they're trying to compete in the playoffs, it makes sense. But it's just weird that they they get removed twelve mil just to take eight back. And then sign Garland to five. So you, you add it on million actually. Yeah, like what I don't know. What a good team. Yeah, for me, like, Ekman Larson is still a really good defenseman, though. I know my connection's behind. Fuck it, whatever. Um, 
I, I think Ekman Larson with the right pieces is still a good defenseman. Connor Garland up front, I think he's the top six forward. So you look at what they gave up. It wasn't even close. I agree with you, Colin. And I don't know what the fuck Arizona's doing. They lost John Chaka, which uh, was a huge loss. I mean, he was a guy like came in, was the GM at like age 26, 28, somewhere in there, had a vision, brought in guys like Phil Kessel and, I thought Arizona was close. Rick Tockett leaves, and and then it just seems to all be falling down for them. And I don't know what the hell they're doing, taking on guys like Ladd, Gostas, Bear, Strawman. It's just like it, it's just really fucking weird. Uh, they're gonna suck, I think, next year. Their coach, I have never even heard of. I, I don't know where the hell they pulled this guy from. Uh, so I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Vancouver's gonna be, I think, pretty good. Um, you know, they've come so close a few times, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'd agree with a lot of things you said. Arizona kind of reminds me of the Philadelphia 76ers like five years ago when they would just take on shitty contracts and, and compile picks and assets. And, and then, you know, they turn it around, trust the process, as they say. So we'll see if Arizona has some sort of vision. Yeah, Dan, 76ers, shout out. Uh, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck you for rooting for them. I, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think Arizona maybe has a vision. Who knows? Maybe they're just fucking lost and and this is what they think is the best option. But uh, I said this in the group chat, imagine if Taylor Hall worked out there, this is a totally different story with Taylor Hall playing at Taylor Hall level. Like he did for the Bruins. It's probably a playoff team. He probably resigns. And this is a whole different story here in Arizona. It's pretty crazy. No comment. All right. Yeah. Let's move, let's I move I was, on. I was, I was waiting for Evan to jump in five seconds late. I know. It's so hard to tell. We're good. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I got nothing uh, to Detroit. Steve, how do you say it? Yeiserman? Yeiserman. Yeiserman. Stevie Y, as they call him. Went out and acquired Nick Letty and Alexander Nedelkovich. I think I said that right. Um, from Carolina and the Islanders. Uh, the Nedelkovich one especially was a real eyebrow raiser for the Hurricanes. I know Newman has some strong thoughts on it. Care to share? Yeah, it's dumb. But, I mean, I clearly oh, see the eyes. Sorry. Trey, Trey Turner, COVID, so he's not hurt. Oh, trade is back on. Let's go. Um. But, yeah, it seems like Eisenman had enough of his project in Tampa and moved on to a, an even bigger dumpster fire in Detroit. Absolutely fleeced them. I mean, Nadalovich is so good. And, I mean, Bernier, Bernier is a good return for the Hurricanes. I mean, he had a good year in what was a shitty team in Detroit. So, I guess it's a decent return with a veteran. But, I don't know. If, if you're Carolina looking to contend, you have this young guy who was, like, 15-5. and five. He was fantastic in the playoffs. Why move him? Oh, and like he ends up signing a two-year deal for three mil per. Like you really couldn't give him that. That's ridiculous. That's so stupid. And they got Letty, which is great. Yeah. So for me, like I I honestly wonder what the conversations were between the GM, who I don't really know his name, and Rod Brindamore and, and the guys in the locker room. I think you see a guy like that leave. And I think you like Newman, Newman, you were floored by the trade. And, and I think we all were. 
I really wonder what the explanation there was. You trade such a young, talented goalie for really not much in, in the grand scheme of things. So I bet Rod was pissed off just because he's got that energy. I think if he doesn't like something, he's going to, he's not going to be fucking happy. So we'll see. I think he'll pan out well in Detroit. I think they got their goalie for, you know, five, 10 years. We'll see what happens. Carolina, maybe they got something in the works with free agency. Maybe they try to make a run at Grubauer, which would be pretty good. So we'll, we'll see what they do. Carolina is the loser in that trade though. And I feel like, again, you trade these picks for players and I just don't think it really works out all too often. I think the team that gets the best player usually wins the trade, at least in the short term, the long term, you never know until five, 10 years later. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm kind of confused on what Carolina is doing. They traded Jake Bean to Columbus who uh, they're kind of lucky. They didn't lose him in the expansion draft. I forget who's the pick from Carolina. Uh, geeky, maybe more than geeky. Yeah, never fucking heard of him. Uh, surprised it wasn't Jake Bean. And, and then you go and trade Nadelkovic. It's like you're trading away your young assets that's your future, and you're getting what Bernier, a third, and a second back. Like, it, it doesn't make much sense. Like, what direction are you headed, Carolina? They're letting Dougie Hamilton go. It's like they seem so close to Stanley Cup contention, and it's like they're in that middle point kind of similar to the blues but not i think they're a little more extreme than the blues the blues know they suck and Car- i think carolina is still top four team in the east agreed both him them and Morazic are both free agents too and no yeah, deal has been it's just made. surprising to me i don't really know what's going on there strange i mean everyone said that about the trocheck move and then look at how good he was this year so who knows yeah a couple more quick deals. Um, Fleury. Oh, yeah. We already talked about Marc-Andre Fleury to Chicago um, in a shocking move. Just Flurry for an AHLer who is actually going to play for the Blackhawks somehow. Um, I've never heard of that. I saw a report. It's the first time a team has ever gotten a player, and then the player plays for the team they got him from. Um, pretty absurd stuff from Vegas. Kind of just a shocking, all-around shock. Flurry didn't even know until he saw on Twitter. Um, pretty shitty. Really shows you what kind of business sports are at the end of the day. Yeah, I wasn't too thrilled. I mean, finding out that he found out on Twitter, although I did see that they had had conversations. Um, but, I mean, he just won the Vesna. Even if he didn't deserve it, he won the fucking Vesna. And you trade him. Like, what's like Leonard Leonard is very capable, but that having that tandem in your back pocket, especially come playoff time, was so valuable. Um, obviously it didn't work out for them, but like they were easily the best tandem in the league. And you trade away Flurry. Obviously, he's contemplating retirement. It's not gonna cost Chicago anything if he retires. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. But um I don't I don't anticipate him playing. I kind of disagree with the point that you just made, Newman. I think the goalie tandem hurt them in the playoffs, especially when they went back and forth between Leonard and Flurry. I think Pete DeBoer had to make some tough decisions, and it was really a lose-lose, honestly, because if you put in Leonard, you kind of got to go back to Flurry since he was the guy that took you there. So I think that kind of created a mess, and I think that's when they were like, all right, we got we to gotta move on from one of these guys. And, of course, it was going to be Flurry. He's aged, what, 38? So 36. I, I think I don't hate the fact that they traded him. 36. I don't hate that they traded him. The way they traded him, 
is what I have a problem with. But Leonard's, like Newman said, more than capable. Vegas is still going to be really good. And they'll get a backup. Like, in the grand scheme of things, losing Flurry sucks. Like, that character in the locker room. But I don't think it affects them too much, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Ev, you make good points. Um, to me, I just had a point and I fucking forgot it again. Um, I, I think DeBoer is more to blame for the goalie shuffling than the goalies themselves. I, I don't really think – I know Flurry had that awful play behind the net that cost them the game. But besides that, I, I believe the final was 2-1. It's not like he got lit up for 4-5 or five and then did that. I don't think the change was necessarily uh, warranted. And then to flip flop back and forth, I think just makes it harder on the goalies and the players. Like uh, you, you want to trust who's back there. And if the coach doesn't seem to trust who's back there, how could you? Um, but yeah, it just, it sucks. I feel like Pittsburgh kind of threw them to the wind and now Vegas is as well. Mm-hmm. Good point. Real quick. There's some breaking news. Xavier uh, Howard just put on his Twitter that he is done with the Miami Dolphins. Wow. So. Gonna be on the mobile in a Damn long statement. Guy. Where's he going? Uh, that's a great question. <clears throat> I saw one thing, it was because Chandler Jones also requested a trade. It's Chandler Jones and Xavier Howard swapping, and I'd have to assume, given the age difference and the skill difference, Arizona would give some pick compensation to Miami. So that's something that would come to mind first, but I, I don't know. So I'm gonna take a team with that's a ton of cap. Interesting. It sounds like a good swap. That would be good. Yeah. I know Dallas has been thrown around as well. I'm not sure yeah, if you they like have one the money of, for them, but they're You liked one of those Instagram pictures, so that yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the last NHL <laughs> trade, real quick, Sam Reinhart to the Florida Panthers. I don't even know what Buffalo got in return. I'm guessing not much. Bruh. They got the greatest goalie in the world, Devin Levi. The current Northeastern goalie. That guy's a stud. No, shut up. <laughs> no, I don't really care about Jesus this trade. Christ. Yeah. I care. I think it's big for Florida. I, I like Reinhardt a lot. And I think he got paid. Like, did we? Did he sign an extension? I can't remember. Four, no, four. not yet, right? No. He's going to. I don't think so. I thought Newman it was Bennett. Said it was before. No, I was thinking of Bennett. That was like Bennett. You guys said. He's a good player. Ford is dangerous. Ford is really dangerous. I, I like him. I like him a lot, too. Uh, losing Drieger is going to suck, but hopefully Spencer Knight can fill that role. He will. He's good. All right. Let's move into uh, Dan's wheelhouse here, the NFL. Um, so new COVID policy comes out saying that uh, a team with an unvaccinated player that gets COVID causes an outbreak will have to forfeit their game, count as a loss. If they can't play, there's no rescheduling. Um, they also announced fines for unvaccinated players breaking COVID protocol. It's like 15 grand or something, which is chump change to NFL players. But still, chump change is chump change. It adds up over time. Um, so the NFL really coming out and saying, without saying, you know, go get vaccinated. We've already seen coaches leave, get fired, whatever you want to call it because they don't want to get the vaccine. Uh, so it's really shaking things up in front offices. I'm sure players, obviously the DeAndre Hawkins tweet, um, considering his future in the NFL, which he quickly walked back. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, and obviously Cole Beasley has been very outspoken about all the vaccination. I saw Mark Cuban offering to buy Cole Beasley's wife stock in Pfizer just so Cole Beasley would get a vaccination. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, what are what's everyone's thoughts? I love it. I think it's great. I think listen, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. But they've laid out the consequences, uh, and if you're okay with that, then that's fine. But if you're if you're starting an outbreak on your team and then your team has to forfeit, I don't think they're going to be very happy with you. Um, and rightfully fucking so. Like, listen, it's your choice. I'm not telling the players what to do. They can do whatever they want. But as long as they know the consequences of and the risks of getting not vaccinated, then I think it's a great policy. The, the one thing that I am not sure about, and I totally agree with what Newman said, I think most people should get the vaccine. Uh, what happens, so Frank Reich, for example, had the COVID shot, both shots, he was, you know, he was cleared, and then he gets COVID. Like, what happens if that, if that happens, which seemingly, I assume Trey Turner was vaccinated too. So we, we see a lot more with these, like, new variants of people oh, getting no. it, even though they – John Rom, yep, that's a good one. So, what do you do in that situation? That's like the one thing I don't think the NFL really specified about. But I, I mean, I agree. I think most people should get vaccinated. Like everybody should get vaccinated. Um, you know, ten teams already hit their eighty percent threshold. So I think, uh, or, or I don't even know. It might be 90. ninety. So I, I think people are are getting the vaccine in the NFL, which is good, and I think people are aware of it. And uh, I know Baker Mayfield came out and was very pro vaccine. Uh, there's also been a couple more guys like Michael Irvin was so, very disappointed in Dallas at their vaccination rate. So I think people are going to motivate uh, their teammates to get the shot. And I just don't know what happens though, if someone who's gotten the shot gets COVID. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, overall in the policy though, um, I mean, it, it's what the NFL has to do. Um, if you're vaccinated, you're more likely to be on the field. There's less likely to be any issues. Um, and like they say, availability is the best ability. So these NFL teams are going to look at vaccinated players and they're going to want those guys as opposed to people that are unvaccinated. You've already seen reports come out that, uh, or at least I have, certain free agents who aren't vaccinated, teams have told them they're no longer interested. These teams are going to make decisions kind of based on if you're vaccinated or not, I feel, like those fringe players. Yeah, and it makes sense, Dan, as you said, that's a great quote, availability is the best ability. Um, to me, Ev, what you were pointing out, if you already have the vaccine and then test positive, I, I guess it's probably just going to be a case-to-case kind of thing. Like, did you get it, you know, out at a fucking nightclub with a million unvaccinated people? It's like, well, maybe then you face some consequences, but if you get it from your fucking grandma or whatever, uh, like, oh, well, shit happens. But like, people keep saying vaccinated people keep getting COVID. It's like fucking 1.5% of all COVID cases come from vaccinated people. It's minuscule in the grand scheme of things. Um, It's more political than sports. So we won't get into that. Uh, But yeah, it's a good policy. The NFL had to do it. If they want to have no rescheduling, none of that bullshit this year, you got to lay it out early. So everyone knows before training camp starts and just deal with it. A couple players reporting the training camp uh some weren't sure if they would we'll go to sean watson first reporting to houston training camp 
still wants to be traded. Uh, rumor is that uh, Houston has started fielding offers now. They want at least three first rounders, some, uh, you know, decent players, not scrubs. Uh, so a big return they're looking for. And another Deshaun Watson news, he recently had 10 criminal charges or cases filed against him, um, which makes his outlook a, a lot more grim, in my opinion. Civil cases are one thing. Criminal cases are entirely different. Um, so what are the thoughts on Watson? Now that Houston's willing to trade him, does he get moved? I mean, I think – I don't know because I saw the asking price was like five high picks and then multiple good caliber players, which is ridiculous for any player other than maybe Mahomes. I'd consider it, but still, it's ridiculous. Um, but I saw the so those ten trials that that's happening in like February, so I don't have no idea. Like, is he going to get suspended this year at all? Like, because if not, I guess the team will take a gamble on him, but you have to assume teams are thinking about the future and, you know, the ramifications of having a guy like him on your team. So I don't know. I like, I saw the Eagles were like rumored to be all over him, but I don't know. I assume Dan, you don't like that, but I don't know. The future, like if you're going to mortgage all those picks, you got to be sure that he's not just a one-year guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Evan, I'm going to cut you off. He's, he, oh, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead. All you take it. Being the Eagles fan here, um, let's just say take the legal stuff out of it. I would say the Eagles are the best set up to make that type of trade because they have the possible three first round picks. They have some players they need to move for cap reasons like Zach Ertz and Brandon. Um, but when you add the legal stuff into it, I mean, he's not supposed to give his side of the case until February, like uh, Connor said. I don't know how any team can make that trade. Like you're just putting all these assets into a guy that could be wearing a jumpsuit at a jail in the matter of a year. You, you just can't make that trade. And I just don't, I hope Philly doesn't make that trade. I hope no NFL team makes that trade. And I kind of, I guess I'm expecting him to be put on some commissioner's list or exempt list because this legal situation is just, there's no transparency right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. He's just not worth the headache right now in the locker room, on the field. He's just not worth it. And I think most teams kind of are aware of that, Dan. Uh, and I don't know what the deal is going to be in Houston. Like, will he play? I, I mean, obviously, I think if he's good to go, he'll be on the field. But it's just – it's a really weird and awkward situation that the Texans are in. Honestly, I bet they don't even want him on the field. Uh but I think you just have to because if just to make that money with even the teammates, it's like, yeah, like with Watson, you're probably going to win, what, four games? Like, I, I don't know. I just don't even think they want anything to do with them. That's just my gut. I don't think – I don't even think most teams want that right now. And we'll see what happens to, to Dan's point. That's in February, so it's just not worth it. You can't give up five top picks. It's, just, it's, it's ludicrous. Yeah, um, you're seeing it right now with Trevor Bauer. A lot more transparency, as Dan mentioned. Um, obviously, everybody knows what's going on with Bauer, the sexual assault allegation, um, but he's already in court and, and they're already dealing with it. There's stories about it every day. Like everybody knows what's going on. Nobody really has any idea what's going on with Deshaun Watson, besides probably Watson's camp and the Texans' camp and, and any other team that shows some interest. And I would assume that the, the criminal cases are going to scare everyone away. Um, you know, you can, you can deal with civil cases, you can settle, 
maybe not morally right, but in the end it's settled and you don't have to deal with it anymore. Um, but the criminal court, uh, 10, 10 criminal cases is going to be hard to beat, even if it's someone's word against his. Someone is going to side with the uh, sympathizer, and, and that's just how it's going to go. That's how juries work. That's how court works. You you play to emotion. Um, so I, I I really think this might be the last year Watson plays football. You're yeah. muted, Evan. I just gave a big wow. I mean, that's just, it's a bold take. And, you know, you know more about the courts and the legal system than I think any of us here. So I'll take your word for it. I mean, like, I don't want to really get into it, but like a a girl goes up there and says, like, he did all this awful shit to me. Like, you're going to feel bad for her and you're going to believe her because she's saying that happened. Nobody just makes that shit up, especially if she's not getting any money out of it. She's going to criminal court, not civil court. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would not want to be Deshaun Watson right now. I'll tell you that. Talk about going from the top to the bottom. Just disastrous. I, I mean, a, a guy that uh, everybody around the league really respected and thought highly of. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. Um, some other NFL drama to touch upon the green Bay Packers, uh, front office seems to be just in shambles in terms of relations with their players. Obviously the Aaron Rodgers shit all off season. Rogers has basically been doing a world tour, just doing fun. Aaron Rodgers shit, making appearances, playing golf, getting married. Um, and he finally says, you know, I'll show up for camp. They reach some sort of agreement where they, shave off Rodgers his third year so he's got this year and one more on the contract after this year Green Bay agreed to reevaluate his stance if he still wants to be traded they said they would Um, I'm assuming they'll stick to their word but um, yeah Rodgers and then also Devontae Adams and Zadarius Smith unhappy yeah and I think at the end of the day they came to Rodgers and the team kind of came to the the the, the agreement I expected them to. I mean, at the end of the day, Rogers has been bitching about the Packers for like a year. Um, and the team finally, I guess, caved and said, you know what, if you want to be traded, we'll trade you after this season. Um, kind of convenient timing, I guess, right before training camp, but I guess uh, makes sense. Hopefully uh, they don't trade them to Denver. The division is already tough enough with Mahomes in it as it is. Um, so please go elsewhere, Aaron, if you're somehow listening to the podcast. Can I jump in real quick? Yep. Go ahead. Uh, j- uh, two questions to pose to you guys. D- number one, you think Devonte Adams re-ups a one-year deal? I don't know when his deal ends. After this year, I believe. Right? Okay, so uh, I'm assuming he doesn't resign then because he definitely wants to go where Rodgers goes, I would assume, if the team can afford it. Um, and the second question – Excuse me. I know they're adding Randall Cobb. It's going to be a late pick swap with Houston for Cobb. Do you think Green Bay goes all in right now and goes out and gets what Rodgers wants? Uh, probably maybe another running back, another receiver, I would guess. Um, maybe some defensive help. You think Green Bay says, look, if this is what you want, this is what we're going to do. We're going to throw money at the holes you say we have. If, if it works, 
and you win a championship, maybe you'll want to come back in 2022. And if it doesn't, well, oh, well, at least we had one shot at it. I think they're going to do that. Uh, Go ahead, Dan. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. I mean, I think they're going to do that, but the time to do that was like two years ago when Rodgers was asking for them to draft a receiver and shit. And then Randall Cobb is not the Randall Cobb of old. Like I like, Sure, he's Rogers's guy from the past, but he's nothing special. And like, he wants a receiver. He could and you still go be good. Randall Cobb. I know he could still be good, but like, well, he, he wanted Randall to... Cobb. That was the receiver he asked for. I know, but it's not like it's anything good. He's been asking for them for to draft any kind of skill position for the past year, and instead they go and draft his replacement, and AJ Dillon, who's a great running back, but at the time there really wasn't any room for him. Um, so I think they kind of burned their still brain. not with Jones. Well, you need more than one back. Yeah. So, I so, guess. Oh, go ahead, Dan. Um, what a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess to answer that second question, um, I don't think Green Bay is going to go all in. Uh, they haven't shown anything that makes me think that, yeah, the, now they'll go all in before, like, after all these free agents have been signed with only like veterans on the market. Like nothing makes me think that they could do something that's good enough to go all in. Like, yeah, you could sign some bum 35 year old receiver. Like, I I don't see who they could actually bring in that makes a difference. Um, You don't think they could go out and and get a receiver? Um, Fuck, nothing's gonna come to my mind obviously because I'm on the spot. Um, But you don't think they could go out and try and make a splash? Like, Like a guy like Michael Gallup maybe. Uh, obviously Amari Cooper, CD lamb there. You've heard rumors Gallup might be the odd one out if they were to get rid of someone. Um, I, I think that would be a great fit for green Bay. Like it's good in theory, they, but like last year, they wouldn't give up a second round pick for Will Fuller. So what makes you think they'll get Mark, uh, Michael Gallup? Like, honestly, Fair. I could see them trying to go to new England and get and kill Harry who fucking sucks. Like that's the type of Packers move that they would make. They wouldn't go for this <laughs> kind of player. Like, it's just not who Brian Gutekunst is. It, it, they're, they're awful. <laughs> so, and they answer the first question, Adams. I, I don't know. I think he's out. I, yeah. Green Bay's a mess. Well, I think what they should do is, is ask Jordy Nelson, um, Greg Jennings, and maybe James Jones to see if they want to come out of retirement. I mean, that's, I don't think that's a terrible idea, especially Jordy. I think Aaron would love that. I uh, would make him happy. Uh, all jokes aside, though, yeah, he's great. Uh, but, like, why didn't they go sign Will Fuller? Like, that was just such an obvious choice. I think – did all three of us have Will Fuller to Green Bay? I can't remember. It was just a match made in heaven. They didn't do it. And Dan knows more about this GM than I do. But, clearly, there, there's just something going on there. There's beef between Rodgers. I think Rodgers is playing because he just likes football. Likes It's just his, it's his thing. It's his job. He loves it. He's good at it. And he can just say fuck you to the front office and it doesn't really matter. He'll just go on the field, do his thing, put up like maybe another MVP year and, and he'll just ride off into the sunset after this year. Uh, he's not riding off into any sunset unless it's another team, I would say. Uh, I don't it, well, it's tired. a sunset to him. He's, he's done. I think he's done with the, the front office, the team, the coach. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the other thought I had was, so Rogers leaves and, and you're left with Jordan Love. And what if he sucks and Matt LaFleur gets tanked all the way, all of a sudden? Very likely. 
Like this they team like can really unravel really fast. They don't like yeah. to spend money. They have an unproven quarterback after Rodgers. Like and all your star players want to leave. Shit can get real, like real fast. Yeah. Yeah, so Darius Smith would be a huge loss if they can't work out an extension. Um, yeah, Green Bay, one last dance, as everybody keeps saying on the uh, Instagram. And I don't know, you may have to resign Jair Alexander soon. Like, you could have a lot of people leaving that are good. Yeah. You just lost Corey Lindsley and drafted some bump from Ohio State, so. Yeah, doesn't look too good for Green Bay. All right. Let's get into the MLB. It's our last topic of the night. I'll try to wrap this up around nine o'clock. It's about twenty minutes here. Uh, I'm gonna do my rant first because we had a bit of a debate this morning in the group chat. Uh, things got a little heated, and I said, "You know what? Let's save this for the pod. It's my week to rant, so I'll use this as my rant." All right, two minutes starts now. So Dan and Evan, uh, mostly Evan, uh, were complaining about Jer. Uh, Jared Duran, Jared Duran, uh, Red Sox player, 29th ranked prospect in all of the MLB, just recently called up by the Red Sox. He's four of 26 on the air. He's only had 26 at bats, 26 at bats. He only has 991 career professional at bats in the minor leagues. In those at bats, 312 average, 179 runs, 46 doubles, 20 triples, 23 homers, 82 stolen bases. Um, the dude is going to be a star. And Dan is comparing him to Franchi Cordero. Sorry, 35 seconds. Franchi no, Cordero. No. Franchi Cordero fucking sucks. And, and to even include them in the same sentence, besides saying Jared Duran is far better than Franchi Cordero, is a disgrace. And then let's get into Newman. Bring, and, uh, I think it was Evan bringing in Kellenick. Uh, Jared Kellenick, fourth-ranked prospect in all of baseball. <laughs> this year, 12 for 118. Definitely struggling. Definitely struggling. Yeah, But in – 891 career professional bats, 294 average, 151 runs, 50 doubles, uh, 12 triples, 38 homers, 44 stolen bases. He had over 150 RBI. Uh, both of them are going to be stars. Um, you know, not even a fucking thousand career professional bats. Like, you can't judge a player, and uh, in my opinion, until they're like 500 bats in. And even then, it's like, eh, like fuck you guys that made me so angry Duran and Kellenick are going to be so good you got to give them some time I mean it's just the most unless you're expecting as I said Mike Trout to just fucking come up from the ashes of Worcester you can't like what were you expecting he's going to struggle a little bit he's he's a fucking rookie his first at bat was Garrett fucking Cole you know what he did roped a single up the middle get out of here rant over all right I'm uh, gonna go first because you called me out first um I was not comparing him to Franchi Cordero. I was saying his average right now, currently 26 at bats. I understand his average is worse. So earlier, like weeks ago, I said, he's a stud. I said, he's no longer a stud. He's batting like he's what his average is like 170, something like that. No. Get him out of the lineup. He needs to take a break. He's obviously, he's got to have some adjustment. Get him out. He's not even playing every fucking night. And he shouldn't be. Put him back down or something. It's been 26 of bats. What are you, out of your fucking mind? Probably a little. I know. I'm he scored that game-winning run the other night. The dude was a fucking speed demon. You need him on the bench to at least pinch run, if anything. Great defender, too. Evan, yeah, do you have anything yeah. to say for yourself? Kid's lost. 
Um, well, I don't know about my connection. <laughs> so, uh, maybe I'm being heard. I don't know. My connection has been bad all night. You. Uh, you know, never going to do this on vacation ever again. Okay, good. You can hear me now. My response to you is you clearly didn't see my text message where I said uh, they both be good by 2023. Oh, no, no, no. I saw that. You missed that. that. How can I saw that. you miss that? I saw that. I also I saw. Oh, you clearly said. didn't after that. No, no, no. I, no, I don't think I saw did. it. You also said, I never said Duran uh, sucks. And then my good friend Connor Newman highlighted <laughs> no, three was, minutes it ago. It was Dan. <laughs> that was me. Duran sucks. <laughs> that was me. Thank you. That, oh, thank you, Dan. <laughs> my good friend dan hayes pointed out that evan had three minutes ago said he sucked you can't evan tell sucked. me he's good right now colin you can't tell me he's good right now he's had 30 at bats no kelnick is three for his last 80 with 40 strikeouts that guy sucks right now send him that's back down. tough he could probably get a send down sending duran down after 26 at bats is just gonna punch him in the nuts no no, you leave him up, and he'll play. Dan, Dan hold on. You you leave him up. He'll play in the majors. He'll pit against some righties. He, but what he'll his role in the playoffs will be base He's running. He'll come on to steal bases, and and I said that in the chat. He's valuable because he can steal bases. Uh, kind of almost like a Dave Roberts esque role from two thousand four. That's going to be him in twenty twenty one. Not some sort of plate monster that's going to hit. Dongs, it just—it's not going to happen this year, Colin. He's—he's he's too young. I've never seen it all year long. Listen, we've—we've we've seen it all year long with these young kids that get call-ups. It just has not worked out this year for most guys. Most guys, it is not. If you can name me one that it's worked out for, go ahead, go find me somebody. But for most guys, it has not. I don't and think many that's guys. That's a fact. Been He'll be up. good in twenty twenty three. Kalinick. Durant we'll see what happens in September. And um, Franco, Franco's been the only three shit. I could really name. Yeah, he's been yeah. shit too. They, they they've been all bad this year. Well, and I'm not the, saying he's gonna be bad in 2023. Like he's still gonna be good. Yeah, I said he sucked because I had him on my fantasy team. I was emotional. I was angry. <laughs> you know what the difference is? It, is in AAA they don't cheat. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so let, no, let's talk right. about a couple other MLB things real quick. Oh, I forgot the fucking quiz too. We, um, yeah, we can r- rattle through that like very fast. We, we can be we out can of here. We can rattle through these too. Um, so Max okay. Scherzer, first name I have on my list. 14 teams rumored to be interested. He's going to get a King's ransom if Washington decides to trade him. Uh, any predictions on where he goes? Well, that's a quiz question. So we should yeah, might as well I'm not gonna skip spo- it. I'm not going to spoil it. Gotcha. I didn't look at the fucking quiz. I was in a rush. Oh God. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be straight off the dome for me during the quiz. Hopefully I pass. Uh, you, uh, if I go on pause, you think it'll still work if I read them? Oh I mean I I can read them if you want. I have them. Yeah. Have somebody else okay. read them. Okay. When you went to when when you went to send that email, you sounded like R2D2 or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so an, another big name, another national, rumored to be maybe potentially available, Trey Turner, who I know Newman uh, has a hard on for if Seattle could possibly strangle him in. Uh, they just made a trade with Houston, sending Kendall Graveman, Rafael Montero to Houston for Joe Smith and a third baseman I've never heard of. But Abraham maybe, Toro, give him some love. Might be, yeah, <laughs> might be using a Turner deal. 
Um, <laughs> Newman, your Mariners thoughts. Newman was the one who uh, said they might use him in a deal, not me, Evan. Yeah, I saw that report. Get fucked, <laughs> yeah, Evan. fuck you. No, it's a shit trade, first off, because Graven's is very good, and the people we got are not good. But I just saw a, a report from Jerry Tapito, the, the owner, that it's part of a succession of deals. So hopefully a closer mm. is coming. Craig Kimbrell, perhaps. Lovely. That'd be great. Yeah, they need bullpen. I think I, I think we all agree on that. Listen, I also hope real quick tries to use. What a fucking comeback last night! Sorry, Newman, I'm just gonna interrupt you. What a comeback you posted! You, yeah. It was six nothing. You were ready to give up. They had this double A guy in, and then you see the Dylan Moore grand slam. What energy in that building! You could see just everybody just buy is buying in. Phenomenal, phenomenal atmosphere, and a great call by whoever the announcer was. It was, yeah. it was great. Oh, Goldschmidt, he's great. But I mean, the greatest game yeah. of the season so far. And then you slap the team in the face and trade away your closer. Like what the fuck? It makes no sense. Yeah, but, but look, if if they're upgrading and that's the cost of doing business, then it is what it is. If you bring it in trade partner, nobody's mad. Currently, they are very mad. Apparently, Dan, any thoughts? It's not good. Honestly, no. I like your honesty, Dan. Uh, another deal that is what? You got to catch up on all my sports outside of football. Another deal that has taken place, Adam Frazier leading the MLB in hits ahead of our boy Trey Turner, um, f- sent from Pittsburgh to San Diego for San Diego's fifth prospect, a couple other prospects. Uh, what are the thoughts here? I, San Diego, in my opinion, needed to make some sort of move. They're – no longer contenders for first place in my book. I think, yeah, I think it's a great move. Uh, you can move Cronenworth over to first. You have to wonder if Hosmer is going to get dealt now. Seems like I've he doesn't really have a place. Yeah, he doesn't really have a place on the team right now. But I mean, Frazier leads the league in hits currently. I mean, he's a great guy. You can put him at leadoff, play, pinch hit. Obviously, in the NL, you need a lot of pinch hitters. So it's a great move by the Padres. Yeah, I'm a huge Adam Frazier fan. Great move uh, by them, like Newman pointed out. I, I, just top-of-the-order guy, gets on base, hits well. But what a turnaround for him. I think he hit under 200 last year. Now he's up over three-something. So great with Brian great Reynolds. comeback season from him. Yep. Former Pittsburgh Pirate teammate. Uh, let's just rattle off a couple names here. Anthony Rizzo rumored to be um, a potential fit for the Boston Red Sox. Chris Bryant, rumored to be uh, in the Mets' eyes, possibly the Phillies as well. Um, Trevor Story, the Yankees have made a offer for. And then, obviously, Kimbrell, who we touched upon, is definitely on the move. Kyle Hendricks could potentially be on the move for Chicago. And they traded Chafin last night to the Athletics. So, Chicago with a lot of assets to potentially sell, maybe even Javi Baez. Um, any quick thoughts before we move on to the quiz or the lineup card. I mean, yeah, it seems like Chicago is kind of selling the entire team. I won't comment on uh, Rizzo and Bryant because that's part of the quiz, but uh, the Chafin deal makes a lot of sense for the A's. Put him with Trevino and Diekman. Needed, they needed bullpen help. Um, but, yeah, I don't, it seems like the Cubs have decided to sell. I think there's something going on with Javi Baez. I don't know if he's hurt right now, but I would expect him to be maybe the guy that stays put. Uh, Rizzo, I think, is going to be gone, as will Bryant, Kimbrell. 
I'd like to see them trade Kyle Hendricks. Just tear the whole thing down. Like, why not? I don't think he's hurt. He just hit that walk-off last night against Garrett. Yeah, he did. And he, he got he scratched today, and, and it was some sort of injury. Oh, okay. Dan? I don't know. Something to keep an eye out for. Dan's got nothing. I don't got much. Kind of hope Rizzo goes to the Sox. Yeah, me too. Let's uh, let's throw it to the lineup card real quick, and then we'll bust out of here. All right. I'm reading the questions because Evan's Wi-Fi is shit. But these are Evan's questions. Uh, this is a weekly thing we're doing, or bi-weekly. I don't fucking know. Um, there's some weekly. There's So there's some baseball. There's some football on here. Um, usually we'll just pick from the four options or go off the table. If I mean, that's fine, too. Um, for order, I guess we'll go – Dan, are you participating in this? Yeah, I'll try. All right. All right, we'll go to Scully first, and then and then Dan, and then me, and then Evan, who's who the owner, will wrap it up, I guess. Cool. Um, first question, uh, Scully, starting with you. What team should go out and acquire Ace Max Scherzer? Uh, the options are Tampa Bay, Boston, the Giants, Dodgers, Padres, and Mets. Yeah, um, I know Tampa Bay is really, really wanting to get him and potentially Trey Turner. I would guess if they were to get the two, you might see Wander Franco on the move, which would just be a huge blockbuster. Um, I, I, but to me, it's it's the payroll is the issue for the Rays. They just don't have that much money. Um, small market team. Uh, what team should go out or what team do I expect to get? Or both, whatever you, whatever you feel is appropriate. I think the Red Sox are the team that should go and get him. I don't expect them to. Um, if I had to pick from this list, I would say it's probably the Giants or possibly the Dodgers. Obviously, the Bauer issue. Um, Dustin May has been hurt. David Price has stepped up, but the, the Dodgers just make moves like this every year with no regard for any of the financials. Um, and to me, the Giants are really fighting for that number one seed. And to add Scherzer with Gosman, DiScalfani, Wood even, who's been on fire lately for me in fantasy, look out for them. So I kind of agree with what uh, Colin was saying. I would love to see the Sox go get him, but it just doesn't seem realistic. Um, and then I saw a report that, so he has that no trade clause and he wants to go out West. So I really only think we're looking at the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres. And if I had to pick one, I'd say the Giants. Yeah, I saw that too. And he definitely wants to play out West. I think the Dodgers really need him. Obviously, Bauer's gone. Kershaw's on the IL. Urias is pitching way more innings than he ever has. I think it makes too much sense for them to inquire. I'm glad the Yankees weren't on this list because I saw they keep asking and he keeps throwing them the middle finger because he doesn't want to go play for them, which is just great. Um, Evan? Thoughts? Yeah, uh, Dodgers for me, they need a starting pitcher. Uh, reminds me, I mean, like Colin said, they go out and make these moves. We saw Manny Machado a couple of years ago at the deadline. Like, they're ballsy. They'll go, they'll, I think they'll go out and get them. And they have the prospects to do so. If the Rays fucking do it, I'll cry. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> um, Second question, what team would you like to see Chris Bryant playing for after the deadline? Giants, Braves, Phillies, or Mets? This one's kind of easy for me. I think he's going to go to the Mets. Stephen Cohen is desperate to make a splash in his first year as owner. 
Um, he really seems to be uh, with the Dodgers mindset almost of, I don't care how much money this costs me. I want to get a ring. Um, seeing they're interested in him, interested in Kimbrell, interested in Hendricks. I think I saw that they were going to get two of the three was a report that I saw. Not sure who, who it came from uh, or, you know, how reliable it is, but I don't think that's too far fetched. Uh, I think the Mets are an obvious fit here. I, I guess Bryant goes there. Um, this is one I'm not really confident in, so I'll just have to follow Colin and go with Mets. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Mets pick. I'm actually going to pick the Phillies. I feel like their biggest needs outside of the bullpen are third base and center field, and Bryant can play both those positions and play them well. Um, I would love to see them get him and Kimbrell, uh, like the Mets, like two of those guys, because uh, their bullpen's a fucking mess. Neris is trash. Ranger Suarez is trash. Alvarado's trash. So they I need Kimbrell. They like Chris Bryant in center field. Yeah, that's fair. But you can move McCutcheon to center. I know he's been playing a lot of left. Um, yeah, I like the fit there. Although Mets make a lot of sense. Seven, you're muted. <laughs> I took. Yeah, I'm good now. Uh, I took the Phillies as well. I think their lineup is going to be dangerous if they can get them. And, and I like them maybe going out to get Kimbrell as well, like you pointed out, Newman. Well well said there. Uh, Bryce Harper did some sort of thing to almost signal to Chris Bryant. I don't know. You find it on Twitter. I think Bryce wants him there. Uh, and I, I don't think they're a team that's that far far out. They got to adjust the bullpen. I think we all agree on that. And they want to own God Tyler Anderson. I think they're going to buy. Sounds good. Question three. Where do you believe Anthony Rizzo will be playing after the trade deadline? Mariners, Yankees, Red Sox, or the Brewers? I'm going to say Milwaukee. I, I'm hoping it's the Red Sox, but I just don't think they're going to take on that money. Um, Milwaukee kind of seems like they are more desperate to make a splash. I, I, I like Boston's offense, even without Rizzo, and he's not having a great year this year. I think Milwaukee probably needs him more and be, would be willing to give up a little more. I think the Red Sox are content with their kind of rotation of Arroyo, uh, Dahlbeck, Chavez, Chavis, however you fucking say his name, and Danny Santana. Um, it's not good, but it, it's getting it done. So I'd go Milwaukee. Um, I'm going to go with the Yankees. Um I'd love to see him go to the Red Sox. I just don't think it's realistic, kind of like Scherzer. But uh, the Yankees, uh, they're kind of – they're underperforming right now. I think they kind of need somebody, and I feel like they are they got enough money and they're willing to spend, and Anthony Rizzo's kind of a big name. So that's kind of what I think. Yeah, after the yeah, wipe, I think Red Sox wiped their ass with them. <laughs> Sunday yeah. was a good game. Yes, it was. I think all these teams are pretty good fits, especially with Luke Voigt kind of like in and out with the injury concerns. The Yankees make a lot of sense. I'll pick the Red Sox because I want him there. I think obviously we'd all agree that a glaring need we have is first base. But if it means we don't get pitching, which I think is the even bigger need, then I'd rather us skip out on Rizzo. Um, but I think all these teams make a lot of sense. Evan. I, I saw Buster only predicted Boston as the – as the uh, place for Rizzo. I'm going to go Yankees. I'm going to agree with Dan. Uh, Luke Voigt back on the DL or IL. Their lineup is dog awful right now. Uh, I think Cashman wants to make a deal, even though they might be out of it to some people. I think they'll go get Rizzo. 
Sweet. All right, moving along. Uh, which NL team on the brink of a playoff spot should do the most at the deadline? Reds, Phillies, Cardinals, Braves. Um, I think that the Braves are the least. No, they, they should not with Acuna out. Um, Cardinals would make some sense to me. Obviously made the splash getting Arenado. That team really hasn't uh, lived up to expectations. I think the team most likely to spend is the Phillies, uh, as Evan was pointing out. I don't think they're too far. And when you have all that money devoted to guys like Harper, Real Muto, Wheeler, you got to go out and get a supporting cast while those guys are still in their primes. Uh, to me, you just can't can't really dick around for the next few years and be fine with 500 or just a little bit above 500. And this seems like a good spot to go get a, a guy like Bryant and Kimbrell where they're available and you can afford it. Why not? It's a bad division. Those guys would really vault Philly to the top. So I'm going to go Philly. I agree um, that NL East seems pretty tight. Uh, everyone's kind of close there at the top. Um, so I'd say the Phillies should go out and spend and try and compete, and make the playoffs. Yeah, I said Phillies as well. Only three and a half games back right now. Makes sense. They just need bullpen help right now. A lot of relievers on the market. Phillies for me as well. I thought maybe the Braves too would be uh, buyers. And I'm probably not being heard because the Wi-Fi sucks. No, we can. No, we got you. We got you. We got you. You're just delayed. It's all all good. Oh, good. Okay. Um, Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Last baseball question before we move on to some football. Uh, Same question, just flip it. Which AL team on the brink of the playoffs should be buying most of the deadline? Mariners, Yankees, Blue Jays, Indians. Uh, I personally don't think anyone on this list should really be buying. I think the five are kind of already outlined. Um, If I had to throw a guess at who was going to buy the most, I would say it's the team with the most money, uh, the New York Yankees. Uh, I fucking hate them. I hope they, they, I hope they lose every game for the rest of the year. I hope they get nobody. Um, but I think it's inevitable. Cashman's going to make a splash. I, I think the five are already laid out. Um, Boston, Tampa, Chicago, Houston, Oakland. Um, I think if there's a team that has the best chance, it might be the Mariners right now. They just have so much momentum, but I don't like the Graveman trade. Uh, we'll see what it turns out to be. Toronto just has kind of underperformed. I know they're going back home, which could be a boost, but the offense is so good and the pitching has just let them down. And Cleveland, I never saw as contenders. It doesn't make sense to me. They're back like eight games. Um, So I'm going to say the Yankees will buy the most. I don't think any of them should. I also agree with that. Um, I mean, Yankees just got so much to spend. I mean, and they're, they're on the brink. Might as well do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't really think any of these teams are really going to make a big splash. I said the Blue Jays. I said, they're like the second best hitting team in the league. Um, and I think they just need to improve that bullpen for the late innings. And they could easily be back up at least contending for the last wild card spot. Although I think they're probably out of it at this point. I don't know. I went with the Mariners. I love the momentum that they've got. I would you throw in another bat and another starter. Uh, and I think they 100% should do it. I think they're pretty close. I mean, they just took three out of four against Oakland. Uh, their bats were alive. Mitch Hanniger went off. So go go get some more pieces, Seattle. Uh, uh, to me, it's just like Seattle maybe is a year ahead of where they should be at. 
I think it might be a little bit of a rush to buy, and you know Houston and Oakland are probably going to make some more moves too. I agree, but the future looks bright. All right, football time. Uh, rumors have been swirling about Green Bay over the course of the last several days. Where could you see Devontae Adams playing football if it's not for the Packers? I assume this is next season. Um, yeah. Char- Chargers, Patriots, Raiders, Jaguars. This one's tough We're to me because – my answer would be wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, and I don't know where he's going. Uh, prior to the draft, I would have said the 49ers would be the best bet. Now I would say it's either the Las Vegas Raiders or potentially the Denver Broncos, depending on how their quarterback situation plays out this year. Um, so if I had to, uh, from this list, I would probably pick the Raiders. But I really got no idea. I would think that Adams and Rodgers are kind of going to be a package deal um, if the team can make it work financially. I think they both want to play together. And I don't know. Fucking wherever Adams goes, he's going to get a bag. Good. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, if he's not playing in Green Bay, and let's just say he's not playing with Rodgers, um, He went to college with Derek Carr, and it's a question whether Derek Carr will be the Raiders quarterback next year if they kind of suck. Maybe he's on the move, but I think that's – I know Derek Carr's kind of been saying he's going to recruit Adams, so I wouldn't be at all surprised if he went and played with the Raiders. Yeah, I have the Raiders for the exact same reasons. Obviously, the college connection, they both have said they have interest in playing with one another. And the Raiders have the most cap space next year of those four teams. Um, so I think that makes sense if he's not playing in Green Bay. I went with the Jaguars. I think there's something to be said about wanting to play with a guy like Trevor Lawrence. I think they're going to be a team on the incline. Uh, that And they're a team that could use another receiver. Uh, Las Vegas has like three good receivers, that I feel like, right now. So... I like Jacksonville. I think they're going to be – I assume they'll have a ton of money to spend next year, and, and I'd love to see Adams playing with Trev. Sweet. So we got three questions left. I just realized there's hockey on this list. Um, I didn't scroll down there apparently. Um, so question seven, our last football question. Uh, we've seen a lot of success for the older NFL quarterbacks over the last decade. Which veteran leads their team to the Super Bowl next? We have Brady, Rodgers, Stafford, or other – We have lost your audio, Colin. <laughs> turn my fucking mic off because I got up. My chair was noisy. I forgot to turn it back on. Um, I don't think Brady even counts anymore. I mean, the guy's a fucking lock to make a Super Bowl 50% of the time. So if I had to pick from the other two, I'd say Matt Stafford because he's got a better team around him than Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. Um I have, I guess, a spoiler for the future podcast that we'll have, but I think the Rams are going to be up there with the Bucks for the NFC Championship. And adding Stafford for me does really put them in that spot. So I'll, I'll pick Stafford. Yeah, I have Stafford as well. Uh, I think the Rams are a super complete team. Obviously, the Acres injury kills, but I think Henderson's a quality backup who can fill that role. They'll, they'll bring someone else, whether it be midseason or, or before week one, they'll bring someone in. Yeah, I'm sure. Stafford's also never had a running back. He knows he knows how to deal with this. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'd like them to go bring in a guy like Swift. I thought they had really good chemistry last year. Obviously, I don't think you're going to get Swift, but if you could get somebody of his skill set. I still think Le'Veon Bell makes a lot of sense. Yeah, as well. He's got the Swift skill set. Yes, he does. Um, for, the, for this question, I went with Rodgers. I actually think the Packers are, are maybe going to make a run uh, next year. You call it a last dance. It's only got to end one specific way. I still think they got a decent defense, and, and I'm not going to rule them out. So I, I think they're likely to win that division, obviously. And then, you know, once you're in the playoffs, you're in. They were just a bad break away, maybe a coaching decision away from – uh, maybe winning that game against Tampa Bay. So I think they're still close. Really not much has changed. If you get Cobb, I think he plays a huge role on the team next year. So I'm going to go with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Not a bad pick, and he's got to be motivated. Yep. Certainly. All right, two hockey questions, and then we will get out of here. We touched on them earlier. Where should mm-hmm. Gabriel Landeskog sign? Avalanche, Rangers, Golden Knights, or Kings? Uh, only the Kings if they go and get Eichel. But I'm kind of mad, Evan, that you have chosen to exclude my pick, New York Islanders from this list. <laughs> I'm going Islanders if it's not back to Colorado. Love it. I got no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, um, I'm going to take a stab and just say Avalanche just because fuck it. No, I, I agree, Dan. Great scare, great fucking selection. Um, I think he should go back. I think of those teams, I think that they give him the best chance to win. What if the Islanders are on that list? The Islanders. I, I mean, the Islanders should probably have a Stanley Cup, if not for running straight into Tampa, like I said, like a week ago. They're a great team. Mm. Better. Well, oh, yeah, I'm actually gonna go. That's a bad voice crack. Oh, go ahead. Um, better <laughs> chance. Better chance at a cup. Uh, Avalanche or Islanders right now. Avalanche. The, the without, Eastern without Conference. Without Grubauer is- signed. Abs. I still think Abs. The East is far. He's better. gonna stay though. Abs. All right. Interesting. Yep. Oh, you said stay. Gonna I'm gonna go question. with the uh, Avalanche, but. Oh. Maybe the Rangers, honestly, for Gabe. That'd be wild. All right. Last, <laughs> last question. Certain. Yeah, we got you. We got you. Uh, which NHL team should make the biggest splash in free agency? Okay, okay. Long lists. Bruins, Hurricanes, Wild, Canucks, Predators, Devils. Uh, it's got to be my Bruins. Uh, I mean, the Hurricanes, I don't know what they're doing. I said that earlier. Minnesota, I think, is primed to make a splash. Uh, Vancouver, in my opinion, has already made their splash. I don't think they have much else they're going to do. Um, we talked about them taking on a pretty big chunk of change in Garland and Ekman Larson. Predators are selling, so it doesn't make sense why they're on this list. And the Devils, I think, are many pieces away from contending. I don't see a big splash out of them. Again, the Islanders are, would have been a great team to include in this list. They have been freeing up money. Um, just – I'm kind of wondering what was going through your head, Evan. I don't know. On vacation, man. Yeah. Um, I'm you actually going to take gonna, a stab. I'm going to take a stab at this. I don't know hockey, but I know fucking Bruins hockey. And I'm tired. You don't have much time left with this perfection line. You need to invest. You need to get anything you can to match up with the Lightning and get a cup. Like, I'm tired of coming up short. 
I want a cup. Want a fucking cup. Good answer. Um, I think the Wild are an enticing option. I think they're they're all in on Eichel right now. But I'm gonna pick the Hurricanes just because I I think they they fucking better do something. Like, I'm still mad over the Delkovich move. Jake Bean got moved. Like they now have upwards of like 30 mil to spend. So you need to go get Dougie Hamilton yeah. and bring him back. You need to figure out your goalie situation after whatever fucking trade that was. Um, they have the most cap space of the teams on this list. Uh, they need to go mm-hmm. do something. Real quick. I yeah. agree. Oh. Real quick. Yep. Who would Minnesota give up for Eichel? I have no idea. I've just seen that they're they're very much in on him. Interesting. They're what? in on him for sure. Uh God. I said just said what a fit that would be. Oh yeah, I agree with you. I think I think that would be awesome for them. Bill Guerin playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Uh, I'm gonna go pick Eichel to me. I think so, too. It's just going to be on the shoulders of Cam Talbot. How can he play next year? Uh, I want Carolina as well. Uh, to Newman's point, the money that they have available, you don't make those moves, I don't think, unless you have a plan. We'll see what they we'll see what they got up their sleeves. I think they could add a forward, a defenseman, and obviously a goaltender. I don't know who the best goaltender is that's up there. I, I said maybe I'd like them for tr- to try to make a run for Grubauer. I think that would be huge, and, and you just blindside Colorado. You never know what's going through a guy's head. Maybe he's pissed there. Maybe he's pissed they lost. I I don't know. You you never know, and they got the money to do so. Um, The only thing I would say to that, Ev, before we wrap up, is if you're going to – like you freed up all that money, you're probably going to bring back Hamilton. There's probably eight – I mean, eight and a half to nine maybe washed away. Brings it down to 21. If you are content with Morazic and Bernier, it's probably four for Morazic, three for Bernier. There's seven more. You're down to 14 now. Yeah, I wouldn't spend seven mil on those two guys. I mean, Morazic went healthy last year. It was really fantastic. It was. And Bernier was really good on a shitty uh, Red Wings team. I mean, I would, I would guess that they, I would guess they want Bernier if they were going to give up Nedeljkovic to get him. Agreed. Yeah, one would think. I think it's he's not. Good. A, it's not like it was a salary dump, and Bernier was the the prize. It was a good young goalie. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Not fucking me. Yep. Definitely not me. <laughs> hey, you had a good hockey take, Dan, at the end of this. Yes. On the Bruins. Well Fine. done, buddy. Shall we wrap it up? Let's wrap. Yep. Sweet. Newman, you got to stop the recording. We didn't even say goodbye. How rude of you. <laughs> Later, motherfuckers. Later. Goodbye. Goodbye, yeah. our 15 listeners. Wait, turn dead.